Nikki? Yes. Welcome to Crime Shots. <laughs> I'm Bree. And I'm Nikki. And we have a special guest. Hi, everybody. This is Cassie. I'm Hello. Cassie. <laughs> I was going to say, um, are we going to say who she is? No, or we're, we're just going to let people guess. Yes, we're going to play a guessing game. So this is Cassie. She's the Hello. youngest sister. Yes, there's another one. Oh, yeah. There's more. <laughs> but wait there's more (laughs) oh yeah and there's even more we have adopted sisters (laughs) oh there's a lot of us yeah there we have a very large family both by people count and otherwise anyway so this is cassie hi guys and she's joining us for our thanksgiving episode fun fun i feel like there should be applause I don't, yeah. I don't have, like, a button clap, for that. Clap, 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 <laughs> All right, Nikki, you're up. <laughs> All right. Well, okay, so today I'm going to tell y'all about Thomas Brown. <gasps> Never heard of it. <laughs> uh, that's probably because it's out of Canadian, Texas. What? Uh, Canadian? Yes. I have never heard of Canadian Texas. This is one, and I told you, I think, on the last episode, Brie, where I was like, I feel like we always say that. Like, oh, we are very familiar with Katie and Sugarland and whatever it is. And mm-hmm. this one is Canadian Texas, and I am not familiar. That's a city? It's a city. It's 100 miles east of Amarillo. It's in the panhandle of <gasps> oh, Texas. we don't go up there. We don't go up there, and... <laughs> This town has a population of less than 3,000. So Mm -hmm. if we did go up there, we would probably blink on the way through. Mm. (laughs) I know a place. So so we're going to go to November 23rd, 2016. This is the night before Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Thomas Brown is a senior in Canadian, uh, at the high school in Canadian. He's a senior. He's described as being well-liked. He was a good kid. He was senior class president. Funny. He was on the football team. He was in so theater. <laughs> he was, you know, one of those kids. He gets along with everybody. That's how they describe him, his friends. And he could be in the theater with those kids. He could be on the football field with those kids. He was friends with the kids in 4-H. I mean, he was just an all-around nice guy and got along with everybody. So, on November 23rd, 2016, night before Thanksgiving, Tom Brown is at home in Canadian with his mother, Penny, his stepfather, Chris, and older brother, Tucker. Mm -hmm. Tom tells his mom, which, of course, it's around Thanksgiving, right? So, kids are coming home from college people are out of school i mean the kids are out of school and so he decides he's gonna go riding around town with some friends which we all know right <laughs> you're in high school you get in your car with your buddies and you're gonna drink actually so tom's friends say that he is not a big drinker one of his friends actually said that he maybe drank four times in his entire life so hmm. He, he wasn't a big drinker by all accounts. 
so Tom tells his mom, Penny, that he's going to go meet some friends and go ride around town with a population of less than 3,000. But we all know what that's like. <laughs> so he asks his mom, Penny, for her debit card so he can fill the car up with gas. He drives a Durango, a 2009 Red Dodge Durango. Ooh. And she gives him her debit card and he leaves the house to go meet his friends at about 6 p.m. Okay. He drives to the Canadian Middle School, which may sound weird to a lot of people, but that yep. is totally normal in a small town mm -hmm. to just park in the school parking lot because nobody's there and it's like kind of a safe place to park your car so he drives to canadian middle school and meets up with his friend caleb king and michael castleton so they hop in the car together and they drive around really just looking around seeing what they see see who they see looking for girls um Looking it, for girls. It doesn't, it doesn't say anything about them drinking or anything like that, which to to me, honestly, I find odd. Like, well, you're going to ride around with your friends in high school. And doesn't seem odd to do? me. That's what we did in high school. We of just, course. I, we, <laughs> uh, <laughs> seems completely normal to me. <laughs> so they drive around <laughs> until about eight. And they go back to the middle school parking lot and they meet up with another friend of theirs, Christian Webb. Christian is home from her, uh, she's a freshman at Oklahoma State University and she's come home for Thanksgiving. So they meet up with Christian where they park their cars at the middle school parking lot. Michael Castleton at this point calls it a night and he says, you know, he's going to go home and he's done riding around. Campaign so with the big fellas. So Tom and Christian and Caleb drive around together. So Michael leaves, he goes home. Tom, Christian, and Caleb drive around. There's a bridge that's that's close to them that they go to and kind of get out and walk around and take pictures and, and things like that. So they drive around. But there is no indication. I haven't seen anything anywhere where any of them were doing anything anything crazy drinking drugs nothing right they're just good old kids riding around town at night doing nothing listening to the radio <laughs> they reach they go they reach the middle school parking lot again to get in their cars to leave at about 11 p.m that night they disperse to you know each car and they head home presumably so, this is the last time anyone sees Tom Brown. Hmm. They see him get in his red Durango and drive away. And they assume he's going home, um, as they did. So, his curfew is midnight. And at midnight, that night, Penny, Tom's mom, gets concerned because... Tom is not home yet, and his curfew is at, is at midnight. And she says, Tom always makes curfew. Always. And mm -hmm. if he doesn't make curfew, he calls or he texts. And he says, I'm picking up food, I'm going to be a couple minutes late, something like that. But she said that he was always there, on time. 
So at this point, she tries to call him. She tries to text him and she's not getting anywhere. He's not responding. He's not answering the phone. So she gets concerned and she goes looking for him. It's a small town, right? Less than 3,000 people. It's like, how many places can you be? Mm-hmm. So Tom's older brother, Tucker, and a friend of his also went looking. So they separated. The mom went and said, you know, I'll go look in town. You guys go look where you think you might see him. So they separated and they went looking for him. They don't find anything. So they start calling Tom's friends and they say, hey, you know, y'all were riding around earlier. He said he was going to meet up with you. Have you seen him? And, you know, Caleb, Christian, they all, they, they say, no. I mean, you know, we saw him. He's, he was fine. He, we assumed he was going home whenever we left the middle school. So we don't have any idea where he could be. So, of course, everybody's trying to reach him and no one can get a hold of him. While they're looking out for him, they're thinking, okay, maybe he got in a wreck. Maybe he had a flat. Maybe, you know, something. Mm -hmm. And they don't see anything. They don't see his car. They don't see him. They don't see anything. So Penny, Tom's mother, calls the sheriff's office at 2.30 in the morning. So they've looked around. They they don't see anything. And they're like, we got to call the sheriff's office. Something's wrong. He's not home. It's midnight. His curfew's midnight. It's 2.30. We're calling. So, the sheriff, so they so they look for Tom until about 4 a.m., right? Mm-hmm. No luck. Oh, 4 a.m., nothing. At 7.30 in the morning, Penny and her husband, Chris, go to the sheriff's office. The sheriff's name is Nathan Lewis. And so, this would be Thanksgiving morning? This is Thanksgiving morning mm-hmm. with no sign of tom brown and he's no text no call nothing no car. nobody's seen him no car no okay. they can't find his car can't find him so they talk to sheriff nathan lewis shortly after they go down at 7 30 a.m to talk to sheriff nathan lewis tom's durango is found oh. it is found near the there's a water treatment plant right outside of town and that's where his Durango is found Christian I told you they went riding together the night before Christian was one of the girls that was with them and she was home from Oklahoma State so Christian Christian's father Trey owns a helicopter service so that morning Christian talks to her dad says we can't find Tom and so they go up in the helicopter and they're looking around town for a car or something. And they're the ones that actually find the Durango at the water treatment plant. Wow. So the sheriff goes to the Durango, right? The It's unlocked. There's no phone. There's no wallet. There's no keys. <gasps> there's no sign of, you know, what, where, where did he go? Where, what, where is he? So they did find a urine spot. What? Like right out like right outside the driver door. Like someone had urinated on the floor. Well, I mean not know, on the floor. Like you know, on the, on ground, the ground. Yeah. Right, right. That makes sense. That's um, common and if y'all don't know in small areas, we'd be anywhere. <laughs> 
you just uh, when you gotta go, you just out. go. <laughs> so they do find a urine spot right right outside the, the door. They find a shoe print somewhat. I mean, they can tell it's a shoe print. They can't really tell what kind of shoe print. It's not a full shoe print, but they see a print in the dirt outside the door. There is a very small amount of blood on the inside driver door and a 25 caliber shell casing on the floorboard. Mm-hmm. Now, the blood has they determined that that had been there a while they thought you know it's either he cut his finger or his knee or something to that effect to get the blood on the door because it was dried and it looked like it had been there a while so it wasn't fresh Mm -hmm. if that makes sense yeah so i mean they swab it but it's it's they're they they think it's too old that it has nothing to do with his disappearance So, that's what they find in the car. They searched for Tom Thanksgiving Day. They were on foot, horseback, four-wheelers, helicopters, trekking dogs, and they find nothing. (gasps) Like, all his stuff? They don't find any of his stuff? They don't find anything. They, I mean, they find what's in the Durango when they get there, but around the Durango, they don't find any... They don't find him. They don't find... Anything that leads well, them anywhere. He's thrown anything. So, the casing that they found in the floorboard, is that to a gun that was registered to him or his mm. stepdad or his mom? Look at Cassie asking great questions. So, um, yeah. no. So, <laughs> so it's, it's Texas, right? I mean, everybody has a gun. And... Uh, <laughs> My florist has a gun. <laughs> My florist has a gun. So, uh, no. So, the family said, you know, we don't own that kind of gun. Uh, we don't. It's not one of ours. And he didn't own a gun like that. So, no. They don't know where the twenty-five caliber casing came from. Okay. So, they search for him Thanksgiving Day. They find nothing. <sighs> Tom and Tom's father, Tom and Tucker's father, drives in um, to help on Thanksgiving Day. He lived in... Pennington, which is about 45 minutes away. I've never and heard he of that either. To... Me either, but it's in the panhandle of Texas. People don't go up there. Oh, them northerners. Oh, there. <laughs> <laughs> so, Sheriff Nathan Lewis updates Penny, right? So, the sheriff goes to Penny's house and says, you know, we found the, the Durango, but we don't really have anything to go on. In the same day, Thanksgiving Day, they return the Durango to his mother. The same day? They don't take it for Process test- it? Yeah, exactly. And swab and fingerprint exactly. every single inch of it? Yeah. So, they said they were done with it. They didn't need it anymore. And <gasps> Penny's like, um, you, what did you do? I mean, did you do fingerprints? Did you... You know, well, I, I don't understand how you're bringing the car home. And it was, from the beginning, the police said they thought, you know, he took off on his own. His mother and his friends know better. They're like, no, mm-mm. He don't, he, that, that's not him. He wouldn't take off on his own. And even if he was, why wouldn't he take the car? Why is he going to ditch the car yeah. and walk, <laughs> you know? 
So well, we've heard this story all too much. When somebody goes missing, it's like, oh, yes. they did it on their own. They just took off because they don't <laughs> like people. And what, Brie? They never do. They, they never do. They <laughs> never leave on their own. Don't be dumb. Don't be dumb. <laughs> so the day after Thanksgiving, the sheriff decides, you know what? Maybe I return that Durango a little too early. So <laughs> after it's contaminated. <laughs> so he gets the Durango. He picks it up again and he says he's wanting to make sure they didn't miss anything. Oh. He wants I don't know how you could possibly miss anything in a in, you know, a couple hours, but he wants to pick it up and make sure they didn't miss anything. So <laughs> they don't find anything in the Durango. I mean, they, they pick it up, they go through it. <laughs> they dust it for fingerprints, although uh, the sheriff, Sheriff Nathan Lewis, said that the car was so filthy that it was impossible to get fingerprints uh, off of anything. The car was just, it was just dust so I thick. Would think and it that, was just... that would make for better, right? No, no, no. no. let me Listen, Cassie, this is your first time I'm going to explain what's happening here. They're lazy. They see a a mess that they don't want to deal with, and they know it's going to produce thousands of fingerprints, and they don't want to deal with it. Gotcha. Okay. (laughs) Uh, So It's not all law enforcement is like that. I apologize. That's true. We back law enforcement 100%. So they don't find anything. Uh, they do see that Tom's cell phone, uh, his cell phone records show that his phone was turned off at midnight, and that's all they get from the cell phone. The sheriff's office pulls security footage from the businesses in town to try to see if they can see yes. anything. Yes. It's a small Smart. town, right? They want to see. Right. Yes. I so, love security footage. <laughs> so, wait, wait, wait. I have a quick question. How long was it from the time he left the middle school, like when he left Christian, the middle school going home or where they thought he was going home to midnight when his phone was turned off? How long? Well, so Christian and Caleb were with him whenever he got in his car to leave and they said that they got back to the school about 11. Okay, so about an now, hour. Now, let, let me let me, let me me backtrack a little bit. So, okay. when they got back to the middle school, and they get there about 11, but Caleb gets in his car and he drives away. Christian and Tom talk for a little bit in the car before Tom and Christian separate and go. They made plans for the next day. He was going to come over and hang out with her family. They hadn't seen each other since, uh, they hadn't seen each other in a while. You know, she was attending, she was a freshman at, uh, in college and he was still in high school. So they hadn't seen each other in a while. They were catching up a little bit, making plans for the next day. So they got back to the middle school at 11. His curfew was 12, but I mean, they talked, I would, what, 15, 20 minutes, maybe. So less than an hour. It was less than an hour from the last time somebody saw him to when his mom Penny was missing him. If that's what you're Yes, and then asking. did Christian and Tom 
or did Christian and Caleb were did they were they ever a thing? Like was is there a jealousy? No, and not that I researched. Okay. Tom was actually dating, uh, and we're going to get to her. We, uh, so, Tom was actually dating a girl named Sage. Hmm. I knew a Sage. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that you did breathe. <clears throat> so, he, no, he was dating a girl named Sage, uh, and they had actually broken up not long before this. Okay. Aww, so he was dating. Yeah. Uh, well, they were long distance. Sage was in college as well. Ooh, she was that's a year difficult. Older than him. Long distance. Is it was difficult. a long distance relationship. Yeah. She was actually going to West Texas A and M. Ooh. Whoop. So. <laughs> um. I'm sorry. I so always throw not, that in not, when we bring up A and M, but you know whoop. the Longhorns don't have like a yeehaw or anything. <laughs> <laughs> oh man okay sheriff's office okay, sorry. pulls security footage from the businesses in town okay what do they uh, find there's a convenience store and mm-hmm. the camera from the convenience store sees the Durango around midnight mm. going towards his house but a few minutes later it's seen again coming back <gasps> from that way Interesting. Was there uh, a car five, following it? Not that they have said or released. Ooh, that's okay. suspicious. At 5.30 a.m., the Durango is seen again <gasps> going towards his house and again back into town. But so all the while, why. his mother had been trying to contact him throughout all of this. Yes, and, and they were out looking for him and never yes. came across the Durango. Yes. That's suspicious. Suspicious. What do we say? Don't be suspicious. Okay. Don't, don't, don't be suspicious. <laughs> we all had to it's, do it. <laughs> it's it's funny because that's not even the first thing that I thought of when I was like, suspicious minds. You know, you know the Elvis song. Is that the only part you know to it. Okay. Oh, you know no, words and words mm-hmm. and words. No. No. <laughs> okay. Stop. <laughs> they... <laughs> so the sheriff's office sees the Durango, right? But the camera—I mean, they can't see who's driving. They—they they can see that it's his Durango. Mm-hmm. But they don't know who. I mean, they can't see the driver. They can't see who's in the vehicle or any of that. So they see the Durango, but they don't have anything else to go on. They see, but that's a lot, though. At, I mean, it is. It is. I mean, they see the Durango, and and at at five fifty six a.m., the Durango is seen going towards the water treatment plant and parked. Mm-hmm. Nobody can see. I don't know if it's grainy footage or if it's just too far away, uh, and it's still dark outside. So. They can see it head towards that way where it was found, but they don't see anybody in the car. They don't see anybody getting in or out of the car. But that tells them that either he is running around ignoring his mama or Mm -hmm. someone else could possibly be running around in his Durango. 
Mm-hmm. I know somebody that drove a Durango. <laughs> so, the sheriff's office is like, what do we do? What do we do? <laughs> so, they... <laughs> Who the hell drives a Durango? I'm sorry, but Dion was laughing at me. Dion used to have a Durango. Did she? I don't yeah. recall that. You yes, don't remember silver Durango, the Durango? Everything went out on it like every other week. Like but she water fixed pump. it. She would yeah. wrap that sucker in duct tape and take off. <laughs> I do not recall this. So they see the Durango on these cameras. They see that it goes to the water treatment plant. And that's it. So that's all they got. They go talk to Sage Pennington. She is attending West Texas A&M. And that is Tom's ex-girlfriend that he recently broke up with. So they go talk to Sage and they say, what's going on? Have you been talking to Tom? We can't find him. And she said that, you know, they broke up, but they were going to remain friends. And... In their conversations, she tells the cops something interesting. Ooh, I'm listening. She tells them, and this is going to seem like it's out of nowhere, because it is. She tells them that he confided in her that he liked to wear adult diapers. The fuck? What? That was a wordy dude. Oh. And I'll so... mark it explicit. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yes. They don't know what to do with this. Right? I, I mean, Tom I don't tell, know what to do to with Tom, this, and I'm not an investigator. I don't either. I don't either. And the only thing they can write. So wait, wait. says that all go on, sorry. What? Well it just why would that be relevant? yeah well okay maybe it proves he can keep a secret (laughs) i mean (laughs) (laughs) okay i mean why is it relevant that he wears adult diapers that's like no why is it relevant for her to tell the investigators like i I can understand you telling us like that she said that but why would she feel the need to be like, oh, by the way? Right. That would be like if investigators were talking to me and I was like, oh, by the way, Nikki makes the by best Pernil. cupcakes. Yeah. Like, how is that even relevant? I don't I, know. I know y'all are looking for her, but just so you know, she makes really good I don't really know. Cupcakes. Maybe she thought it would, it, it, you know, played into his state of mind. I, I, I really don't know. Oh, okay, I, I don't well. know. Because you know, right, you know the cops come to you. The cops come to you and they ask you a bunch of questions, and they're like, "Tell us everything, every little detail, even if you think it's insignificant." You're right. You know you're right. So I, mean, I don't know. I don't know why she she thought that she should say this, but she did. So I don't know what to do with that. Do they? Do we know why they broke up? Why Sage and Tom broke up? Long distance. Uh, That's so. It was a long distance relationship. Yeah. It was hard. Um, and so they decided to go their separate ways. They would break up, but they yeah. wanted yeah. So it wasn't group. like one sheet the diapers kind of no. there were more diapers or something. Okay. No, nothing like that. So Tom's mother Penny. Mm-hmm. I know she's Penny. not happy. 
she's not happy with the investigation that's going on yeah, well, I would in Canadian either. Texas. <laughs> There's kind of a backstory there too, mm-hmm. because she in trouble. Penny had a problem with the sheriff. So, a while back, Tom and some of his friends were hanging out before all this took place, obviously. Tom and some of his friends were hanging out at a theater theater downtown, and he stopped them and asked them what they were doing. They needed to get home, and Tom said, we weren't doing anything. We were looking we were looking for somebody uh you know we're literally not doing anything just hanging out and so tom goes home and tells penny his mother that this cop stopped him put him in the back of his patrol car and cussed at him and did not treat him well Mm -hmm. so penny was unhappy right at this Mm -hmm. with with her son coming home and telling her this so she files a complaint Mm -hmm. against this sheriff okay Okay. Well, okay. is there any evidence other than Tom just saying, hey, mom, I was treated badly? Not that I saw. And okay. the sheriff completely denies it and says, no, he saw some kids hanging around downtown in front of a, you know, theater and said, you know, what are y'all doing? Are you up to no good? What are you doing? Go home. Mm-hmm. Does he have any prior, uh, what did you just call that? Problems with the law? No, not no. that I saw. Has anybody ever filed a, like, complaint about him before? About the sheriff? Yes. Oh, I see where you're going. Like, I don't know. I, not okay. that I saw. Not that okay. I saw. It sounds to me uh, like it's just a one time some kids were hanging out by the rec center that shouldn't have been by the rec center. <laughs> just some kids hanging out by the rec center that shouldn't have been. Chickaleater, <laughs> chickaleater. <laughs> This is literally what we were talking about in our last episode where we were like, you're going to understand, and it's not pretty. It happens. We can't stop it. This is what happens. So, Penny didn't care for the sheriff to begin with, okay? And so, and then after Tom went missing, she can't find Tom, and how the investigation started, she's like, "Uh uh-uh, I'm not, I I don't like this. I'm I'm not happy with this. So she contacts Philip Klein. This is a private investigator, uh-huh. and she contacts him. He's he's outside of Beaumont, right? But she says she hears he's the best, right? He he's who you want to call if you need something done. So she calls Philip Klein. Mm. Klein comes oh. to Canadian. And he comes up with his own theory, right? So he he goes around, he talks to all of his friends, his family. Uh, you know, what kind of kid is this? Do you know anything weird or anything we should know about him? Did he act funny? Anything. All of his friends say, no, he was a happy guy. He was always happy. Everybody got along with him. He was happy the night that we all hung out together. He was making plans for the next day. There's nothing. I mean, we don't... Yeah, but how much did they really know about their friend? I mean, did they say anything about the adult diapers? 
See, I don't know. They don't know their friends. Uh, that, uh, right. Mm-hmm. And that's why I think it's important that Sage even told them that because obviously it plays a role in like But yet that's not why that's not why they broke up. Let's just make that clear. She was totally okay that's with not that. Why they broke up. That's not she why they totally broke okay up. With- well, she actually said she said that he confided that in her and she felt bad. Yes, she thought it was weird, but he she didn't want him she didn't want to shame him for it right so klein after talking to the friends and family he starts to come up with his own theory that tom maybe met someone online and -hmm. went to meet them and it went wrong so maybe that's where the adult diapers comes into play and he played xbox he liked to play xbox so that's something else and we all know you you meet you know random people sometimes playing online games like that but that's not something he's hard set on this private investigator philip klein he's just kind of throwing that out there like that's something that could possibly have happened right so the sheriff along with the texas rangers tell penny they believe he ran off on his own he's gone he met somebody online and took off with him or you know he had too much on his plate here and he left but penny knows that's not true his friends know that's not true but that's what the sheriff and the texas rangers are telling her probably happened they don't have anything to go off of so they're like you know what could have happened to this guy i mean his 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 car's here we didn't find anything we searched there's nothing Okay, so going back to, you said earlier that his cell phone turned off at midnight. Is there anything Mm -hmm. that they could pull up from? No, not that I read, not that it was significant. Because I didn't see anything in that, that, I mean, I didn't see anything that said anything about text messages or phone calls or anything with the phone. It was cut off at midnight and, and that's all that they said. Now, keep in mind, this is an open investigation, so... There could be things that they saw that they're not releasing. It's, I mm. mean, that's po- that's possible. Suspicious. <laughs> so, they don't have anything to go on. And in January 2017, an electrical worker mm-hmm. finds a backpack on the side of the road. With adult diapers in it? <laughs> it... <laughs> Does Sorry. not have adult diapers in it. I won't laugh. Uh, it belongs to Tom. It's got his papers in it. It's <gasps> got his laptop from school in it. It has his school books in there. Um, so they know this is Tom's backpack. The sheriff said the backpack had been there a while. Mm. That it was like wet. <laughs> it was wet. There was an indention where it was sitting on the ground. But odd. Something odd to note is that one, it was four miles from the Durango, and they didn't find and, it before. Oh. And two, it was behind a barbed wire fence. <gasps> behind, but like on the behind, okay. like on someone's property. Ooh, okay, that's interesting. So, like you're on the road, and you look over and you see a backpack on the other side not your side of the where the cows are kept not on the driving side okay right oh you just showed your texan in that sentence (laughs) 
<laughs> where the cows are kept. Where the yeah. cows are kept. <laughs> so, other than that, I mean, they know it's Tom's backpack, right? Because it's got his stuff in it. But other than that, there's nothing. There's no clues. There's nothing in the backpack that leads them anywhere. But that's crazy, it's though, that odd. they wouldn't have found that whenever they found the Durango. That is crazy yeah. because you said that they reported that there was, like, horse searches and they got... Mm-hmm. ATVs and stuff like that for searching. So if it was only four miles, that's a little weird. Well, you say only four miles? Okay, so something else. When they were searching, right, they're searching mm-hmm. out by the water treatment plant. And mm-hmm. it's my understanding that you can only go so far back from where that car was that it get it turns into terrain that's hard to walk on. And then it turns into, like, mush mm. so like the four wheelers got stuck got trying to get past <gasps> that and they couldn't get past okay. it oh. so that's at north texas land that, that's that, yeah it is um we're flat down so here. they find the backpack nothing else right in september a young woman from canadian called private investigator klein mm-hmm. and told him Things only investigators knew. And that she overheard a conversation she shouldn't have. And that Tom was placed on Lake Marvin Road by where his backpack was found. Was placed... Okay, catching this? On, like... That he was dead and they put his body <gasps> down Lake Marvin Road by where his backpack was found. So Klein, private investigator Klein, believes her because she's telling him things that only investigators know. It's not released to the public. And so she, you know, he's he's believing her. So he puts together a search of 150 volunteers. And they come out there to where the backpack is found. And he's talking to all of them and he tells them, look for keys, look for glasses, phone, guns, um, you know, bones, anything. I mean, he's trying to, you know, we're looking for anything. Anything you can find. Six minutes into this search, mm-hmm. a woman finds an iPhone. Mm-hmm. The iPhone is sent to FBI for testing. And we all know that takes a while. So in the meantime, they do find also some pieces of clothing, a shoe, uh, a gun holster, but it's not right this is texas people throw stuff out the window people i mean there's no telling who the no 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 we don't do that don't mess with texas (laughs) i was thinking when she said that (laughs) (laughs) there's no telling who this stuff belongs to Mm -hmm. no i mean they can't try it does the gun holster is it the size that would have fit the gun of the caliber did i say that wrong it could have fit a twenty-five caliber, yes. <gasps> okay. Sus. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But the oh. stuff cannot be linked to Tom, right? So they have it, but it's like they're not any closer than they were in the beginning. Klein then decides these people at the sheriff's office have not done their job. <laughs> and he says, I'm going to do a luminol test on that Durango. <gasps> Yes! 
Yes, I love it, forensic testing. <laughs> it lights up. Ah, I bet it glows like Christmas. It glows. For people that don't know, luminol is a chemical that makes trace amounts of blood glow. So, like, if I kill somebody in my kitchen and I clean it all up and you walk in, you'd never know that I killed somebody in my kitchen. However, Unless if that. you put luminol on <laughs> if you put lemon all on it, it's going to glow. And you're going to know there was blood there once. So that's what luminol does. So they did a luminol test in the Durango and it Where was the blood up. found? I mean, it just, was it like all over or just the front seat? It's all over. It's all over. Yeah, it is. It's all over. So they know something happened in the Durango. They just Obby. don't know. <laughs> they just don't know what it is. So they're again waiting, right? On January 12th, 2018, the phone, because the FBI is backlogged, the phone finally comes back. A year and later. It is, and it is Tom's. Yes! <laughs> so here's the thing about the phone. The phone was found, so the private investigator climbed. When they, six minutes into that search, they find this phone. Pride of private investigator Klein goes over he looks at the phone and he's like that's not Tom's phone because it looked brand new it looked there was no water damage there was no scratches people mowed and it survived the mow without a scratch there so was nothing maybe, on this phone so maybe someone in the search put it out there Mm -hmm. <gasps> or 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 because listen there are rumors oh. there are lots of rumors and we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna get to that yes. so, Let's clap um, these rumors. <laughs> so klein is thinking you know someone had to put that phone there because there's no way it survived out here all this time and it looks perfect mm -hmm. there's no way yeah so there's all kinds of rumors right the rumors uh, is, uh, you know, Tom's mother Penny is involved. Tom's mother, uh, Tom's brother Tucker is involved. The sheriff is involved. Private investigator Klein is involved. <laughs> now you have to remember, this is a small town of less than 3,000 people. Mm -hmm. I can't say that enough. Everybody knows everybody yep. and everybody knows everybody's business. So and it sounds to me talk. like everybody is a suspect. Everybody's a suspect. <laughs> so... <laughs> You know, sheriff blames Penny. Penny blames the sheriff. It's like, it's a mess. It's like all over the place. Yeah. And even the and. And. <laughs> so, there were poly some polygraphs done. Ooh. Mm -hmm. uh, even private investigator Klein did a polygraph. <laughs> but he passed it. And the sheriff, the sheriff, Sheriff Lewis, did a polygraph. He did not past the polygraph <laughs> now i'm gonna say this i'm just gonna say this it is possible to fail a polygraph and when you're being honest we all know this that's mm -hmm. why it's like not admitted into court yeah. and like i mean you know so most you have of the time to, it's not admissible in court yeah you have to take that with Okay. Well, you take that with <laughs> grain of salt. So, I can't guarantee that I would ever pass a polygraph test. I'd be so damn excited just to be taking a polygraph test. 
<laughs> I can't control my heart rate. Uh, okay, nice. so there, there's lots of rumors. I mean, the, you know, the rumor mill's going, the whole town's talking, they have their own theories, and, you know, one, it's the telephone game, right? One person tells you something, and then that person tells a completely different story to somebody else, mm-hmm. and that's the way that it's just going. So on January 9th, 2019, one of Sheriff Lewis's deputies mm-hmm. was on patrol yeah. and mm-hmm. spotted a deer trail and he stopped. He's a collector of antlers. So he saw a deer trail. He stopped. He's like, I'm going to go get me some antlers. So he followed the trail, but he did not find antlers. He, he did, found... however, found bones that were later confirmed to be Tom's. <gasps> oh, no. I know. I, I don't know. know why I'm always surprised. I, I mean, this is not, you know, the happy ending It's like, podcast. you know how this is going to end. Exactly. <laughs> um, I guess I just always have hope that someone's just going to turn up mm-hmm. and have just lost their mind. There there are some people that say he committed suicide. Mm-hmm. They're like, he committed suicide and uh, the family's covering it up because they don't want to be embarrassed. And then there's some people that say he committed suicide and, like, he parked the car and and walked into the woods and committed suicide. And then there's other people that say, no, the sheriff killed him. He was mad at his mother. I mean, so, wait, wait, wait. I mean, it's... How far away was this deer trail from from the Durango and from the other stuff that was found? They haven't said exactly where... The bone, like I said, is still an open investigation. So they, I could not find where they actually found the bones. Okay. So, I don't know. So in all these searches and whatnot? <laughs> right. They didn't find the phone. They didn't find the backpack. That This is why, and I'm inclined to agree, that somebody obviously had something to do with this they killed this boy and somebody else is trying to hide it and cover it up somebody put that cell phone out there you can't tell me that cell phone was out there for that amount of time and mm-hmm. it wasn't it didn't have water damage it was that's dirty, just it, it why would somebody put the cell phone out there to be found unless they wanted it to be found they didn't want like, it to un- be found un- because un- it's- because it's better to be found out there in the pasture or woods or whatever you want to call it than to be found in somebody's that. possession. But mm-hmm. but one, throw it in a dumpster. Or two, when you're throwing it back out there, make it look like it's been there, you know? But know. I'm going to have to agree with you on that theory. I don't... I do think that there are other persons... Involved. Involved. Mm-hmm. Other persons. Are, so, Cassie, um, do you concur? Do, I do. I concur. <laughs> one thing that we do know is that the sheriff resigned from his position mm-hmm. later. Um, oh, that's not so And the so Penny, Tom's mother started a facebook page and it's called moms for tom Mm -hmm. and on the facebook page recently it says that the case is moving to prosecution phase Hmm. 
but that's all it said. So, so Klein, the private investigator, said that they're looking to move to the prosecution phase by the end of the year. And first of all, we're in November, that's soon. but that's soon. Secondly, it doesn't say like who. It doesn't say. I mean, that, that that's literally suspects, all. It doesn't say theories, no. anything like that. Mm-mm. Well, Mm-mm. a lot of times. I mean, in- there's lots of. The suspense is killing me. A lot of times they don't release a lot of that information just because it protects the case. Mm-hmm. They won't release a lot of that until afterwards. Right. Because somebody may know something, and if they let the public know, they're not going to know how much they really know or how much they just heard. Hmm. So, so anyway, man, I can't get over this. And I think, so, I no, I know Texas Monthly did um, an article. I think they might be doing parts in the Texas Monthly issues that are are coming out. I want to say part three came out last. I don't know how many parts there are. And I haven't read all of it. But I know that they were doing an article on it. So that's going to be interesting. I'm going to be interested to see what all they say. And, man, I just, I feel so bad. And I want them to find who did it. Because this kid... And if you look him up, if you look him up, if you look up his pictures, he looks like just a sweetheart. <laughs> I mean, and I know, you know like, you, there's Ted Bundy's out there, right? <laughs> I mean, I get it. But I don't know. He just, and all his friends and everybody just says, say nothing, you know, bad about him. So and maybe there was so... the, the jealous kid from school that was like, why does he get to be Mr. All-American and no one, no one noticed me? Maybe. Who knows? I don't know. Nobody knows. So, (laughs) were there any theories about that involved any other disappearances in that area? No. I mean, it was said, like, they they interviewed, like, you know, people in town and stuff, and they were like, things like this do not happen in Canadian. (laughs) I mean, it just doesn't. Those darn Canadians. Those darn Canadians. Canadian so, so would they call themselves Canadians or Texans? Mm, see, I don't know. There's a fine line. You're right. But I feel bad for this. And I'm going to try to keep up with the Facebook page to see what, like, his mom and those other moms have to say because... Yes. Cassie, I didn't forget sad. about you. You um, were saying something? Yes, thank you very much. You're welcome. Um, so... I, I forgot about you. <laughs> I know... <laughs> I know that this is probably a long shot, but I would like to know the questions that were on the polygraph that the sheriff did not pass. Mm. Wouldn't we all? I don't think I've ever (laughs) read a case where they actually go into detail about the questions that they ask. Oh, no, no. I know. But, like, was he asked, like, did you do a good job in investigating the Durango? Or was he asked things like... Did you have a part in the disappearance of Tom? You know? Yeah, I don't like, know. No, that's that's a good question though. I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know. There's some spooky <laughs> things going on on a dollar bill, man. I mean, it's green too. <laughs> it's green. <laughs> oh man! All right. Well, um, hopefully everybody has a happy Thanksgiving. And oh. <laughs> What a major transition there. (laughs) (laughs) So have a happy holiday. (laughs) Gobble, gobble. We're so glad you could listen to our murder that happened on this holiday. 
Mm-hmm. But we hope you have a happy one. You don't know if it was a murder. Because <laughs> I haven't proved it. That's true. But, I mean, we're going to assume so. So, yeah, okay. This assumed I'm murder. I'm going to go with that. This is that. an assumed... I don't know oh, where I was going God. with that. I have no words. <laughs> I gave you words. <laughs> the words left you and came to me. It was an assumed homicide. Oh, thanks. We're going with it. <laughs> so, don't go missing on Thanksgiving. <laughs> Don't go out with friends the night before Thanksgiving. Yeah, don't to do, do absolutely that. nothing. And don't confide personal things in an ex-girlfriend. She will tell people. <laughs> I mean, that's awful. I mean, don't I'm confide bad. things in people. She was just trying to help, general. though. I, I feel bad. I mean, because she don't. I mean, I'm sure she probably was questioning that. Like, oh god, I don't know if I should tell them this. Like. Like, I'm going to tell y'all this, and then he's going to call me tomorrow and be like, I was just taking a break, and you can't <laughs> I was taking so, a break. No, I feel for them. I mean, we don't know because yeah. we're not in that situation. Yeah. So We were on a break. We were on a break. <laughs> so, if you like us, please like and subscribe. <laughs> Leave a review. So, thanks for joining us, Cassie. Thank you for having me. Happy Thanksgiving. Here we go. On to the next. <laughs>